Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. This is Barb Goldberg of The Evil Stepmother Speaks. And welcome today. We actually are hosting... Um, a special guest today. I love when people come on The Evil Stepmother Speaks and we get to talk to other stepmoms. And today, our special stepmom is um, Judy Higgs, who is calling in. Let me see if I can get her on. Hi, Judy. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? This is Barb. <laughs> yes, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you, and um, I was just about to talk about you, so you could just sit tight while I blab a little bit. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> if any of you have ever not been on the Evil Stepmother Speaks radio show, we're a place for all things stepmother, and um, it, we always like to take advantage when we can find another stepmom doing creative work and writing, giving their perspective, and then we get to talk together and share our stories and our solutions. Um, today, I'm welcoming uh, Judy Higgs, and she just wrote a new book, but you know, if you're downloading this time, you know, a long time in the, into the future, it may not be new anymore, but, and it's called Ella, A Stepmom's Tale, and stepmom is S-T-E-P-M-U-M, and as soon as you see that, you know it's one of our sister stepmoms from either Australia or the UK. In this case, Judy's from Australia. And it's really a different book, in my opinion. And, you know, Judy, we can talk about this a little bit later. I just thought it was really different. Um, Most uh, stepmom books, if you want to call it that, are frankly a lot like mine, The Evil Stepmother Speaks. And it has a lot of, um, it has stories in it, but there's, you know, a lot of um, advice. And this book is really cool, and it's a fast read because it's actually a fictional tale. And what Judy has done is she actually... Um, takes a deep dive into the Cinderella fairy tale, the one that haunts us every single day. Her, her main character, Sylvia Stark, is actually a celebrity TV reporter, sort of like an E! News here. And the story goes that Sylvia has decided that she wants to really investigate a meaty story and decided that she really wanted to figure out what the truth was behind the Cinderella story and the evil stepmother. So... Um, the story takes, in my opinion, a lot of twists and turns, and it didn't really end the way like I thought it was going to be in a way. So um, it's really worth your time and fun, and you'll relate. And, um, of course, Judy is one of our sister stepmoms. She has two stepchildren and two biochildren, and she lives in Werribee, Victoria, Australia. Okay, Judy, welcome, welcome. So let's, Thank you. Let's talk. So, you know, the very first thing that... I always ask, and I think we're all sort of curious about, is just, you know, your personal journey. You seem to have a really interesting life, how you ended up in Australia, and also um, we know how you became a stepmom, but you know what I mean. Your husband and, yeah, you know what I mean, the dirt. Okay. Well, I was only nine years old when my family decided to leave Tampa, Florida, 
and to move to Darwin and so this in 1973 and it was a little one horse town basically then and we went out to an outback cattle station and with my brother and my two sisters so yeah mm. it was hard work life was simple but yeah it was great great way to for, to bring up kids um oh, that's unfortunately cute. like all good things they had to sort of come to an end and I had to move to the city and yeah things changed <laughs> Right. Um, and then um, how old were you when you met your husband? Um, I was 31, uh, which, which my first husband. I was only um, 19 when I got married. Um, okay. And that marriage didn't last you know, probably about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I met, I was 31 when I um, married Adrian, my current mm-hmm. husband, and we've been married for 21 years. Yay. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah. And so he has, he had two children previously, right? Yes. Yeah. And a boys, girls. Yeah. A boy and a girl. I had um, a girl and a boy and he had a boy and a girl. His were so um, 14 and 12 when, when we got married. Um, so they were in those yeah, early teen years that this took mm-hmm. years the best of time. Yes, I had the same thing. And so um, I always like to know the ages and so forth. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and, and before we get into the book, because, of course, now I'm curious, and then I'll explain because the book sort of talks about some of the issues that some of us have in our lives. But in your stepmother life, um, if you were going to pick maybe the top three things, what were what were some of the issues that you found as you became a stepmother and did, did you find it as complicated and difficult as the rest of us? Well, yes, in, in a way, because I always got along great with the teenagers. I got mm-hmm. along really well with my nieces and nephews. Um, yeah, I was fairly easygoing, I thought. <laughs> um, but <laughs> then came these two kids that um, did, you know, it was just not going to work. <laughs> so right. that was really tricky and I didn't know of any other stepmothers um, so right. I didn't know who to talk to if this was normal or, or whatever so yeah I learned the hard way right I bet it, it, and did you yeah. um, was one more difficult than the other the boy versus the girl or vice versa um, the boy was actually pretty easygoing. Um, right. He just kind of ignored me more than anything else. But the girl mm-hmm. was more vocal uh, right. in her dislike, I guess. Yeah. But, and you know, uh, I noticed. Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. I just and yeah, and I think that that has to do a lot of times with the the girl seems to have more of that attachment with the father. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's, he was jealous, really. Right. And um, how old, uh, well, the kids are all grown now. Have you guys sat and talked about your past or as as adults <laughs> or have things changed? Yes. Um, what, over the years, I just stood, about six, seven years into a marriage, I was just too painful. So I let Adrian mm-hmm. keep going and visiting his kids and, um and over, so over the years, they've shown that they've actually managed, they've, they've grown up and they realize that it was just silly kids' behavior. 
we, right. we're able to be um, sociable when we get together, but it's not like um, great big pal friendly get togethers. Um, mm. and I respect them as adults and they respect me. So um, it's sort of, I like a truth. <laughs> right. And, and I didn't, I noticed um, um, their, the kid's mom. Um, how did mm-hmm. you do with her? She's actually really good. Um, uh-huh. She had, because uh, her and Adrian had been separate for about, you know, eight years. So mm-hmm. um, I guess the anger and things had um, settled down. Um, yeah, we actually have had barbecues together. Um, yeah, she's quite quite nice. Uh, well, you know, so um, it's not like it's not like she was feeding them, yeah, angry thoughts or anything. Well, you know, I I asked you that. Well, it's usually a typical question we all ask each other. But the reason I I specifically asked you was that I noticed in the book there was like little or no mention. I mean, it's a story, but of the ex, where usually that's a focal point. I'm just saying, like, with a lot of books, mm. people want to talk about it. They think that's it's just as engaging as, like, the fairy tale that we're horrible people. So I noticed that. So it definitely came through that you might have had, like, a really nice relationship, you could tell. And so yes. what made you write the book? Well, it was – I started writing about four years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just was trying to find what style – and I was talking to someone – about it, and they said, I know your stepdaughter and you, and you're lovely people, so why don't you get along? And so, mm-hmm. I, and, and she said, Well, why don't you write a book about that? So, I was starting to think about it, and so I thought, Well, I wonder how many other step families have started off on the wrong foot. Um, mm-hmm. People take one side, and then they form their opinion, and it's kind of sticks. So I thought, well, something like um, the wicked stepmother in Cinderella, mm-hmm. we've, no mm-hmm. one's ever bothered to hear her side. So mm-hmm. what is the possibility that that could have happened there as well? Exactly. Um, and I have to ask, um, what was your family's, um, did the kids or your husband have any opinions about you writing this book and the subject matter? And have they read it? Yes, well, I actually, um, my my husband was one who suggested me writing it. Actually, mm. um, it, it was and so I keep him, you know, have him well informed all the way through. He's actually, um, it's funny. He's a diabetic who used to love um, um, having um, cream buns and things like that. So he kind of mm-hmm. has that little mention in there. Yeah, <laughs> some of the Cinderella's dad. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, oh, I, I, okay. Oh, so, now I'm now. Wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> took me a second. Yeah, so has, now I get it. <laughs> you got to uh, read it. Sorry. So, so he has that little bit of yeah feed in there. So um, and and it was my my um parents thought it was great. My kids thought it was great. And he's like they he he's read it more times than he would like, but um. I gave a copy to both my stepchildren, and as far as I know, they haven't read it. But I'm a bit cheeky here. Um, um, my stepdaughter's last mm-hmm. na- uh, last part of her name is Ella, and oh, that no could way. be her nickname. Uh-huh. So 
<laughs> she thought it might be an autobiography. Uh-huh. And I may I may not have reassured her enough. <laughs> so it's my, my little bit of vengeance. <laughs> oh, it's the truth, isn't it? I know. Oh, yeah. I know. You, you got to have it sometimes. <laughs> you got to do it. Is she, are you yeah. saying she's, she hasn't read it? No, well, she hasn't said anything. Okay, she's read so, it. I just want to tell you. <laughs> probably has. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it, oh never mind. Yeah. Well, we say that, yeah, you know, that they haven't read it, then all of a sudden you can tell, like, you know, either from your site or Amazon, like, where the sales are going from. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> And so I think you you just kind of um, approached it really, but I'd, let's just talk again about, you know, why you chose to focus on the fairy tale. And um, I wanted the, the the challenge here is about talking about the story. Was I didn't know if you wanted to add any more about like what the book was about because I was afraid to give away the end and give away stuff yeah. along the way. So I thought I'd throw that on you. So. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> I don't. I don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah. I can't ask too many things. Yeah. Well, I'll try not to give it away either. But basically, for for me, um, it was safer than real life. Um, yeah. I was afraid to uh, to destroy the little fragments of recovery that was happening at that stage. Because so mm-hmm. I wrote the book. Um, it got. It was finished May last year. So mm-hmm. you know, a whole relationship was getting better and it's even it's quite okay now so I didn't want to affect anything but then when I was um I was looking around it, it didn't appear anyone's ever looked at it from the one of the fairy tale stepmother's viewpoint so mm-hmm. I thought well this is a possibility of a way to have several books as well so it makes it a unique way of um yeah of carrying on a story mm-hmm. um so yeah, and so what I wanted to do is help, basically help people to see there's two sides to every story. There's don't mm-hmm. take one side or the other, and that's mm-hmm. why as you read you know, in reading the book, you'll see, yeah, with Sylvia, she's for one side, then she completely jumps to the other side, mm-hmm. and then by the end, she kind of gets a balance, and then mm-hmm. she can see that there's more behind what's really happening than just the surface. Right. So that, that's what I wanted people to do. It's sort of like you can see a family that looks really good, but you've got no idea what kind of difficulties that they're dealing with. Right. Um, and absolutely. And it's funny, like, we have this in common because, um, and I, you know, I think almost every stepmother has one thing in common if they opt to write a book, and that is that we're all terrified because of everything that you just said. It's scary. And I did a similar thing. I just took, I think my approach was a little bit more traditional, but it was very similar, you know, taking the fairy tale, and I was doing the same thing. I decided to hide behind the story. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, and I'm even, I even talked about, you know, most of us change our names. Um, I wasn't going to ask if this was your real name or not. So yes, uh, it many is. of it is. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. I have um, semi surprised, but I, I did you consider using um, another name? Yes, yes. Yeah, I did so too. I was actually going to use my um, my maiden name, but um, I thought, you know, well, the story isn't 
a hard on either side, and because mm-hmm. it's a balance, it, it, is. it gives it gives. Um, <laughs> actually, it's funny. My my mom said to me, Judy, I like Cinderella. I don't know if I mm-hmm. want to read your book. <laughs> so yeah, you know, when she after she read it, she said, "Well, actually, yeah, it's good. It's it's a balance. Yeah, it hasn't it doesn't destroy the image." And so I thought, well, why not use my real name? Because um, my well, my stepdaughter is married, so she nobody knows her last name. So it, it's um, yeah, it, I, I think that they would be proud of me if they read it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the thing is, is that. You know, it it doesn't ruin the story. I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, you know, I love watching that story and different variations of it just like everybody else. I mean, you can watch Mm. those movies like a thousand times. It's wrong, but, you know, it's so enticing. (laughs) And that's where the problem lies. The story's so enticing that it just gets Mm. into the grooves of your brain and you can't get it out. So, I mean, that's why it's, it's a source of, like, I guess, on some levels, comfort and fun to watch, and also terror if you get in the middle of it like you and I have. So, yes. you know, but I I also just wanted to, like, step back for just a second um, and just repeat what you and I were just discussing and see the absurdity of it. So I know that the women listening and down, most of my um, audience downloads the radio shows. So, you know, like, think about it. We Two women, all we want to do is write a book about our lives. And really, the books would have probably been about, you know, our love for our husbands and mm-hmm. loving our children. doesn't matter where they came from. And that's the only thing we wanted to do. Really had no ulterior motive. We both talked about mm-hmm. being terrified. Both talked about changing our names. We both talked about hiding behind a story and not really, you know, you know spreading it all out there. Um, and I'm sure our stories are not that interesting. I mean, they're not like, you know, I'm not going to make a TV series out of it, but we were that <laughs> scared. So, you know, yeah. the point of, and when you think about it, it's just so ridiculous. So, okay, so there was this one section of the book, I hope you don't <laughs> mind that I mentioned it, but we were talking about the wicked stepmother getting a huge settlement due to slander. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Fantasy fine girl was I mean, that had to be a fantasy of yours, right? It actually wasn't. Um oh, it is what, I, what I was doing all the way through <laughs> it was more about revenge. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and I was thinking how could this how oh could God. you get revenge across uh, against a princess? Well right. hit them with the money. Um yes. because, and that that's where it it was more just so the how could a simple, you know, stepmother really get when when her, if her daughter is married in such a powerful family? Well, yeah, this is probably the be, the only way. I really I didn't want revenge. I just wanted peace. Yeah, I just wanted them to realize I wasn't wicked. Um, so yeah, it's taken time, but we're getting there. Right, and, and I, mean, I guess yeah, if that sort of thing happened today. Um, people would sue. That's so. right. You know, that's right. And you know what's funny? No, Well, how do I know that? I was just going to say no one has sued. <laughs> we don't really know. I don't know that really for a fact. But, you know, we probably all could do a class action suit. Oh. <laughs> this is, 
what I do, Judy. That's why I picked it out. I was like, ooh, Judy's on to something. So, yeah, I mean, um, and the other thing. The other thing is, is, I know my husband loves his kids. And he loves me and my kids. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make it worse for him. So, like I said, I just wanted peace. And I wanted him to realize I wasn't being mean. But so, um, yeah, that that was my revenge in a way. Right. I'm all about revenge, so you don't have to explain that. I'm all about it. I love (laughs) I have so many. I write a lot about revenge and fun things you can do. You can ask my kids. I mean, they'll tell you that it's still going on. Like, they still say, you know, we just shouldn't have been me at the beginning. The revenge is still going on. Yes, it still goes on. I used to tell them, I have more time in this game than you you think. You know, you're going to grow up, and I'm still going to be mad. (laughs) So there you go. That's the the thing that helps me, too, is that I remember years ago my mom had said one of the greatest things about being a grandmother is mm-hmm. that went to see your kids have kids like you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, well, one day my stepkids are going to grow up and they're going to be in a relationship and it might just bite them on the bum if somebody um, ends up, if they end up being the stepmom, then they'll realize the situation that I was in. Because don't, you don't know how to deal with it. Every child is a different personality and, you know, Well, just like anything else in life, I'm a grandmother now, and my stepchildren do have children, and we're, you know, still, they're still relatively young, and, you know, some, we have some newborns too, but, you know, I think this is, this is nothing to do with being step bio, it doesn't matter, but, you know, when kids grow up, and they have their own family, they see all the parental units in a different light, and that is exactly what's happened, exactly what's happened, and I think, you know, it's to me it's more about just the struggle all the way around you know all of us working i mean trying to parent then coming in and you know whatever and being a step parent and doing that it's it, it is definitely worth waiting for and the great part is it we finally get our just reward in that you know the grandchildren don't care where you came from they just they yeah. just love you so so it's i know it's a long term and I hate talking about that when people have young families and they're going, are you kidding me? That's what I'm waiting for. It seems like it's never going to happen, but it does. It really does. Um, You know what? There was another concept you mentioned, I think a couple times, maybe even three times in the book, and I loved it. It was called The Inconvenient Truth. And can you talk (laughs) a little bit more about that and your concept on that? Yeah, well, actually, that was was a name that I was considering calling the book. The, incon- mm. you know, the inconvenient truth about Cinderella, um, but then I thought that might be playing a little bit on you know the global warming guy, right? Like, uh, inconvenient truth about the, the climate change, but um, really, what what my reanalysis of the, you know the, of the book and of of um, our relationship, it sort of came down to a point. You know, we can be the kids want to label their stepmother wicked. So they don't have to listen to her then. Oh, that's just a wicked mm-hmm. stepmother, you know. That's just, yeah, I can do what I want because, you know, she bosses me around sort of thing. But um, so they can be inconvenient. But if mm-hmm. we, we have to change our prejudices that we, or whatever we've gotten used to. Mm-hmm. But it's important, though, because when we um, 
when we walk in somebody else's shoes, so to speak, we learn about things about ourselves. Like I had always thought that families that broke up were hadn't tried hard enough. <laughs> you know, you get married for life, and that's right. all there is to it, you know. Um, so there must have been something that you know they've done wrong. Well, until that happened to me, <laughs> and I realized how hard I, we tried, right. but yeah. So that was what I wanted people to see is that there are two sides to every story. Don't judge others by what you've been told or what appears from the outside. Get to know what is the truth and give people support because, yeah, and, and that's why it's kind of inconvenient because we've got to get out of our comfort zone then. Right, right. Because, you know, um, really the underlying inconvenience of it and what, you know, what people are really thinking a lot of the times is when they know that a stepmother or a second, third wife, whatever you are, coming on the scene, when any of us are, they immediately think affair, mistress, yes. affair. And then that goes on, once the money, which the next yes. question is, yeah. what money? <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah, and um, it starts there with that entire notion, which uh, – is, you know, just born out of storytelling. The truth of the matter is, you know, the whole idea of a stepmother really was born, you know, years ago when people didn't have long lifespans. And it wasn't unusual for women to, you know, perish in childbirth or die younger, you know, and a man would remarry, sometimes remarry his, um, you know, wife's sister. I mean, it was a common thing, and those women were yeah. really heralded as, as, you know, beautiful people to take on such a challenge and then somewhere along the way things changed which is mm. uh, yeah I, I, I say even though the stories go back before media but movies and just to keep proliferating that story because it's so enticing um, and yes. you know speaking of um, Cinderella I'm, I'm, I couldn't help but notice that um, now I'm not giving anything away because <laughs> I'm not saying it's truth telling how she was portrayed is that um, initially, you know, Cinderella is sort of portrayed as spoiled and, and lazy as compared to her stepsisters. And um, it's the whole situation in reverse, right? The original story had the stepsisters mm. ordering her around, Cinderella's covered in soot and all that. Um, but when I read those sections and you were talking about those stories, it sounded a lot like the stories that I hear from stepmoms literally every day. And... Yes. So I wondered what your feelings were, and if you want to address it on, uh, we'll start with divorce guilt, you know, the old um, very little discipline for the children that are visiting, you know, the, step, the stepchildren who may not be with you full time, and how dad, mm. yeah. Yeah, it, um, what, it, what it seems as, you know, like, it's always great hindsight, <laughs> Um, right. See, every child has a different personality. Yeah, but like my kids could accept the rules of a house easier because they were living there full time, and right. I was the primary caregiver anyway. So things didn't change a lot. But then along, so when um, Adrian's kids came to visit us, mm -hmm. it was a very different standard to what they had at home. Right. So yeah, and they were also quite um, jealous because my kids were living with us full time mm -hmm. and you know, then suddenly they don't have their dad to themselves anymore. 
Now, this is probably an area I, you know, I look back and I feel a bit guilty for because, you know, like, as a parent, we want the best for our kids. And mm-hmm. when somebody else's kids comes into the family and seems to be picking on them, yeah, we can get really very protective. <laughs> so, but over time, I, what I've tried to think of is not to feel guilty because I'm different to what they might have expected or they might have wanted me to be because I'm me and their father married me because of me. Then he's not with his, their mother anymore. And Adrian is very supportive of me in that way. So the rules that we had for our house, um, for example, like my kids would bring their plates to the sink after they right. finished dinner. Right, that's a big one. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and their kid, his kids didn't think they needed to. Right. So little things like that could, can bring up like a little re, um, resistance. Yeah, But okay. it's more about... Um, like when you go into a relationship, you're really excited about the new relationship and trying to make sure everything works. But what, kids look at how it affected them, and they feel quite powerless. You know, they've got right. this person that they didn't choose to come into their life. Um, so they might be rebelling not against the stepmom, but against mm-hmm. the whole situation because they don't know how to handle Correct. it. They're only kids. Right. Um, so yeah. That's that's what I've seen. They've worked out over the years. <laughs> that they um they have every reason to be very angry. But I just also want to point out, um, Judy does a really lovely job of sort of um sort of telling the story about you know the difference in children's responsibilities, their reactions to things, whether they want to do them or they don't want to do them, how it's perceived, um, and the whole spoiling issue. And I thought you did a beautiful job of that. Like, it's within the story, but any stepmother who reads that will be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, you definitely did a nice that's job. That's what I wanted, uh, too. Honey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did that. It was, it was really, um, that part will definitely resonate. And talking about, like, different amounts of money spent on different children. Was that a factor for you? Yes. Yes, yeah, it was. Okay. See, I had um, always been on a tight budget. Um, mm-hmm. We only would buy what we needed when we needed, when that child needed it. <laughs> so it wasn't a case of, oh, you need something, so I'll buy something for you as well. Um, right. And so that, so yeah, that that made it difficult. So source of uh, definitely a source of argument. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, um, the other thing that Judy did, which was um, different, was that she wove in <clears throat> another fairy tale which uh, of Humpty Dumpty, of all things. And, I, you know, it does come together at the end. But, um, and I wondered, um, I guess, like, I don't know if you would say Humpty Dumpty, I mean, certainly didn't have an easy life, was sort of a, uh, <laughs> a person, a character who was faced with adversity, and um, I felt like you wanted to say something about adversity and mm. res- and resilience. Did you? Yes, that's because, you know, like in the nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty falls off a wall and stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was looking at what happened later with Cinderella, I thought, well, mm-hmm. what would have happened with Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, right. What if he hadn't stayed there? What if he got back up and put himself together? 
Uh, mm-hmm. Because we can be like that with a relationship. We can just fall to pieces thinking, yeah, the stepkids are never going to accept me just and rebel, you know, and, and we can just wash our hands and walk away. But if we pull ourselves back together again, we can, you know, things can work out. It's, you know, I thought that principle sort of works for a lot of difficulties. I remember mm-hmm. an illustration once someone said that um, when a child is learning to walk, they, you know, they don't give up when they keep falling down. And they fall down heaps of times. Um, because you know, if they did give up, we'd have a lot of adults crawling around, nappies. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly right. And you know what's funny about that? I mean, I don't know if it's showing um, in Australia or not, but there's, I think it's an insurance company, and they did a whole. This on the Super Bowl ads, and and again, if someone's downloading this, like in five years from now or whatever, it may not still be on, but it's a whole Humpty Dumpty themed commercial, and it's literally about putting him back together, him getting up again. So I was thinking, well, that's very timely. Have you seen those? No, no. We've, you we know haven't. what? I'll have cool. to email and send you a link. That would be might great. Find it interesting. It really fits yeah. really well with what you're writing about. I mean, they're selling something, but um, it's pretty um, – that's sort of what, what's happening in those commercials. So I thought, well, that's pretty timely. But it does, yeah. you know, weave around where – and I also thought, like, the combination of Humpty Dumpty and Cinderella was a good one because, like, in my mind, I mean, hello, Humpty Dumpty is not real. I don't sit around and think about Humpty Dumpty falling off. I mean, it's a, it's a nursery rhyme. But yet, yeah. when I think about Cinderella, I can feel the heaviness. And it's not just, I have to say, it's not just about being a stepmom. It's also about expectations for being a woman, having to be perfect. I mean, there's tons of things in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. for your prince, oh my god, you know, all of it seems very stressful. And so the combination of having them both, it, it sort of highlights the absurdity of how serious we've taken that story and to, to what ends. You know, so I mm. thought it was a good combination. Um, and, oh, I know that you mentioned um, stepmom support groups. I know I have several, and I wondered, I believe that, are you, do you lead one or you're putting one together or... Is something happening with you no, with that? Oh, okay. No, actually, um, it's that's in my next book. <laughs> that's what I thought. I okay, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I have yeah, a good, yeah. a really good group of friends. Um, because when you're going through this and you're trying your best, I feel like I've gone crazy. Yeah, and yeah, and I yeah. just you don't know how. I just didn't know how to think what to try. And so even though my friends hadn't weren't stepmothers. They were still very, um, you know, very helpful and reassuring me and giving me suggestions. So, I mean, that was a step, step, a um, support group of a kind. So, but um, now I would have loved to have have the tips that, um, yeah, <laughs> that were on your website. I've actually, yeah, I know. I had a look at it, and it's some good points. Well, there's a lot of us coming forward, um, and. Um, I think that there's, you know, just so much more support out there for not only mine and uh, um, a lot of other great stepmoms giving great support. So I think with and the advent of social media allows us to reach out in, here we go again, privacy. And so mm-hmm. um, that's the biggest thing of all. And um, But on the other hand, social media brings up, you know, see like way back when your stepdaughter could have been on social media talking about what a lovely human being you are. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying, yeah. And that happens. Yeah. And yes. so that becomes a whole. Unfortunately, 
Because you can't undo some of that harm. Yeah, and oh no. Yeah. It's it's um. So um, I you just mentioned um um uh, stepmom support group. Is that your next book? But you're saying, is, what else is next for you, or is, is that the main thing? Your next book, or are there other well, things happening? Well, I've actually got um, it's the book following up Ella. I've called it Stepmothers Unite: Fairy yes, Tale Revenge. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it's about Snow White and Little Red Riding Hood fairy tale. Oh, and you're coming out the scene. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's yeah. What may have happened from uh, yeah different perspective, and uh-huh. um, yeah years later, what's happened with him? So that's the well, I can book right of- now. Um, and I'll speak for my fellow stepsisters out there. I could have used seven little men that could have come to my house to clean and cook and <laughs> run errands. I don't care. Yeah, it's very helpful. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very des- it's definitely desperate. And so, and I know that um, um, all the readers can get your book on Amazon. Um, are there other other e-reading sites as well? Um. Uh, they, I've got my uh, website. They could go, and your they can go on. Yep. And I think it um, leads them through to Amazon or Balboa Press. Okay. And what is the name of your website? Just to make sure we get it right. It's www.jlpigs.com.au. Okay, .au. And, and I, I will make sure. blogging on that too, so that yeah, different little yeah, things. Yeah, analyzing different points of the book. Or mm-hmm. um, my sister is in Africa at the moment, um, helping mm-hmm. out there. And some of the things that she she finds that are helpful, humorous. Yeah, I put on there too. So. Oh, yeah. that's 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 really nice, and it definitely does. Like, you know, when you see, um, it's really, in a lot of ways. You know, I don't, I don't, I know your your sister's helping in Africa, so. You know her insights there, or you know different types of um, prejudices, like you mentioned before. It's an interesting okay. thing that um, I've always felt like our—I don't know if it's too strong a word—but our plight is never taken seriously. The story is taken seriously. People go live their lives like that, and they adopt the thought process behind Cinderella. But yet, mm-hmm. I don't think so many people take us seriously. We probably need to form a resistance. Yeah. You know, well, I- yeah, I think you'll find the next book quite interesting then because stepmothers stand up for themselves. <laughs> yeah, and actually there's quite a um, a powerful group of stepmoms in Australia, correct? I, I see um, them a lot. On- I don't know. I haven't come um, been in touch with any, I'm sorry to say. but um, oh, Well, they're going like to find me now because I'll be posting and we have a fair amount and um, – <laughs> I know that Jenna, my my partner with uh, Stepmom Sanctuary Retreats, and I have talked actually um, a lot about holding a stepmom retreat in Australia. So I may be calling you to help me figure some of that out. But because we think that, you know, we just hear from the women in Australia so often that we thought that um, they might like that and might might yeah. want to join us. I think they would like that. That would be lovely. Yeah. Yes, and then you can you could join us for a meal and talk about your books. Yeah, and fine. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It sounds great. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. That would really be awesome. Well, you know what, Judy, I appreciate you taking the time so much. Um, We will um, post all about the book all over, and I'll be posting this interview on social media as well. So um, hopefully we'll talk again. Get in touch with me when the next books are out and ready to go. And we'll keep in touch with Stepmom. Yeah, because I've I've had two other very different books coming out. Um, Dark Charity is about a charity that goes into areas and they get find obstacles, so they set up a spy network. Um, and because yeah, I'm trying to make it humorous, because I don't really have that like dark side to make it real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and another one's based in northern Amer- uh, northern Australia. It's called Earth Guardians: A Life Redrawn, where an illustrator's drawing comes to life and yeah, oh. on an adventure. So, but what I try to do with each of them is have that good moral to the story, so mm-hmm. that you know it's about overcoming obstacles and about not having prejudice all the way through. Um, so that's kind of kind of the theme of my books. So how to make Absolutely. people feel and there good is- about themselves? They're finished. Yeah, and there's definitely a spy network, but I can't tell you the name of it. And Ella and what they do, or I would ruin it. But yeah, so <laughs> spy network helping us out too. Yay! Yay! So um, that's but I, but we we just can't tell you. Sorry. Where else? That's so, well, thank you. I appreciate your time so much, Judy. And any time, get in touch. Thank and you, we want to hear about the next one. Okay. Well, right. that's Take care. We'll, I, oh, yeah. I, as soon as I can get a, as soon as I can get a publisher to sign it up and do the hard work for me, then I'll <laughs> yeah keep into it. <laughs> All right. There you go. And we'll Thanks, see you. We'll bring uh, it over. All right. Take care. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.